Today we conclude our four-week series as we've been exploring the book Creative Confidence, Unleashing the Creative Potential Within Us All. Talk about taking a candle and going out and lighting up the world. That's what we've been talking about all month. And of course, if we take a look at this week, what an amazing week Mother Nature has been for us. We started with the solar eclipse. How many of us had a solar eclipse epiphany? On Friday, I was flying to San Diego for ministerial school, and the woman sitting next to me in the plane was Italian. And I wasn't able to speak with her in any great conversation because she didn't speak English very well. But what I did discover was that she flew all the way from Italy to be a part of Oregon's week-long Eclipse Festival. And she was radiant. She was so excited. She had her program, and she kind of kept flipping through it, and she kept going through all of her little flyers and her programs and kept touching her bracelet. She was so excited, and I thought, wow. And it was right here, and I sort of walked outside, looked. I had a sacred experience because in the park next to where I live, there was a solo bagpipe player that started playing when the eclipse was three-quarters of the way and continued to play until it was the full eclipse, or 98.9 where I was. It was sacred. There was like a freeze frame, sort of a hush in the park. So I had my own experience, but I thought, someone flew all the way from Italy to see the eclipse. Well, then on Friday night, as my classmates and I gathered in San Diego, we opened in prayer, especially for those individuals that are being impacted by Hurricane Harvey, a Category 4 hurricane that hit the Texas coastline on Friday night. So we can see that nature is in creation, and we are a part of that nature. And so let's just briefly review where we've been over the last four weeks. So we opened with creative confidence. We debunked the myth, the creativity myth, that we're not creative because we absolutely are. It is our divine inheritance. Even if we deny it, it still exists because we are created in the image and likeness of our creator and the creator gave us the gift of creativity. It's called the divine creative process and it is that innate power that is ours. We also took a look at in order to fully claim our creative confidence, we may be walking the journey from fear to courage to joy, and what that may look like in terms of setting aside the fear, embracing courage, and allowing that creativity to be the gift we give in the world. Week two, Reverend Larry helped us see the fear of the blank page, and he brought in the illustration of Stephen King and how Stephen King wrote novels and didn't think they were good enough didn't think that his creation was stellar enough for it to go public. And look where he is today in terms of his work, the contribution he's made to literature, the contribution he's made to cinema. But at one time, the thought was, it's not good enough. So Reverend Larry talked to us about how we can become our own best sponsor by turning off that inner critic. Then in week three, we looked at three approaches to employment. Is it from duty or is it from passion? We can either have a job, I call them job jobs, where we just kind of go and collect a paycheck, or we can have a career where we're looking at the career ladder and, of course, what does it take to progress? 
or Reverend Larry shared, we can have a calling to be in service, to do that which we are passionate about. And today we're going to talk about going forward with creative confidence to go into the world and make a lasting positive change. And never has there been a greater time for us to be that beacon, to take our candle and go into the world and light up the world where there is darkness. So as we move through our concluding part of this series, we're going to look at three specific things today. First, the importance of taking action. Our authors encourage us to embrace momentum. The second thing we're going to look at is having a supportive network. The importance of being supported in this journey of fear to courage to um, joy, and then we'll take a look at how can we demonstrate the confidence to go out into the world to carry our light and be that torchbearer. So let's get started. The importance of taking action. Well, the authors say this. They say, um, build a bias towards movement. Said, if you were with us in a workshop, so they were talking in person, if, you, if we were with them in a workshop, we'd already be out in the field, we would already be collecting stories, we'd already be looking for unmet needs, or we would at least be rearranging the furniture in the room to meet our creative endeavor. So he said, the importance of taking action. So why is action important? Many of us may go back to physics to Newton's first law of motion, and that is that an object at rest stays at rest. An object in motion stays at motion at the pace and in the direction in which it is moving unless there is an unbalanced force that hits it. Well, this is true in human behavior also. When we are thinking about it, we get analysis paralysis. And we think about it, and we think about it, and we think about it. We have a lot of creative ideas, but we never initiate the first step. Well, let's just say that remember in week one, I shared the creative confidence of one individual in this center, and that is Dana Bowie. She came back from the woman's retreat and she said, I am giving myself permission to be an artist. I'm done seeing myself as the person who supports other people's creative endeavors. Not that she isn't supportive of other people, but that's no longer her primary role. She gave herself permission to be an artist. And on the day that she shared that with me, she showed me a picture of her first piece of art. And what I was looking at was the brightest, vividest impression of life that matched the person standing in front of me. There was full life expressing in, through, and as Dana. Well, I have an update. Dana has given herself permission to build momentum, to build a bias towards movement. The other day when Jim came home, he opened the door and he went, oops, because she has an entire hallway lined up with art. And I said, you're getting ready for an ex exhibition. She goes, yes, I am. And not only is she continuing to allow that creativity to unfold. Dana is an artist, but she is now a commissioned artist for she has sold her first piece of art. Yay? <laughs> Absolutely. So you see, when we give ourselves permission and we take action, we start building momentum and the universe says yes to us. 
and brings the right people, the right um, places, the right resources. Dana went to the art store and bought some paints. She thought they were the same medium she was using previously. When she got home, she found out that they weren't the same. And instead of saying, oh, how, what an idiot I am and how stupid I am, I don't even know the difference between this kind of paint and that kind of paint, she looked at it and she went, well, what if? What if I give it a try? She is expanding the medium in which she creates art. She is building momentum. She's building a bias towards movement. Well, I also shared with you um, my personal experience, and that is that building a supportive network is required when we are expressing creativity. And I shared my personal experience of what we called collaborative learning, which up until now I believed was you're in a team project, some of us do all the work and everybody gets the same grade. Well, this was not what happened in this team that I was in. There were five women that came together. Our class was building virtual spiritual community, and we had to come up with a project that shared how we can build spiritual community using technology. Well, it, we met for eight weeks online with Zoom technology. We continued to build, continued to build, and about week seven, it became imminently clear to me that I was going to be the one asked to run the PowerPoint on Zoom technology the night of our presentation. Now, Zoom technology, I didn't know. And up until recently, I would have told you, me and technology, well, lost cause. But I was in a team, and I knew they were counting on me, so I knew I needed to learn it. And so we had our first rehearsal. I'm thinking, okay, I'm prepared. We can do this. Got the PowerPoint set up. It was a disaster. Remember that with creative confidence, we must give ourselves permission to fail. I was using the mouse pad in my computer and slides zoomed forward. I couldn't find the audio link when I was supposed to find, hit the audio link. I couldn't find the video link when I was supposed to hit the video link. Then the slides went backwards. And at that point, the support of my team, the team that we've been working together, one of the members said, well, you know, here's what I've learned about rehearsals. The worse the rehearsal is, the better the performance. So from my position where I'm standing and what I'm seeing, we are in great position to have a stellar performance. And with that, we all laughed. The pressure was off. And then the inspiration, one of the members said, Marilyn, go and get a mouse. Do not get a wireless mouse, get one with a cord. It will stabilize the computer. You will have the control of advancing the PowerPoint that you need. Well, being brilliant, I followed the advice. And so I went and got a mouse, and yes, the night of our presentation was stellar. That PowerPoint zoomed in. I didn't know that we were going to be advancing a few slides and then having to come out of that and pull up the screen so that you could see everybody on the screen, then going back and pulling up PowerPoint and then zooming back out. It was advanced. And we did it with grace, with dignity, creative confidence. We dared to fail and I failed miserably, and then I allowed divine guidance to come in. Now, in that process, I had a whole network of support. 
Because not only did my team support me, because I said, you know, here's what I really need from you. I need for you to hold the intention that I have infinite intelligence available to me to learn this technology and to advance this PowerPoint in the manner that's required at the time it's required. Just hold that intention for me. And then I went to my prayer partners. I have two prayer partners. And I said, I really need help. I need inspiration here. Hold the intention. And when we went to our practitioner meeting last Sunday, we always do a check-in. How is everybody doing? And I said, I need help. I need inspiration. I need guidance. I need support. Because this week is the last week of the term, and I'm calling it my head down, fanny up, like a dog digging for a bone. Because there's so many papers due. There's so many presentations due. There's just a whole lot, and I'm focused, and I'm like this. Well, after the meeting... Licensed practitioner Arlene Mosier came up to me and she said, well, Marilyn, she said, remember that when a dog finds the bone, they have fun with it. They run with it. They play with it. They toss it in the air. She said, remember to have some fun along the way. Well, that just lightened the load. So there was that support. And then Friday morning, when I was packing and getting ready to go to the airport, I received a text from licensed practitioner Nancy Ashley. And what it said was affirming perfect inspiration and peace. I knew that spirit was at my back, that I had a whole team of prayer. There was no way failure could possibly enter that consciousness. It was not possible. And so what happened? Perfection. The perfection of spirit. The right people at the right time with the right resources and everything flowed. So I encourage you, as you step into that journey of from fear to courage to joy, allow this practitioner core here at Portland Center for Spiritual Living to be your prayer support, to be that support for you. Because all I can say is it works, and it works magnificently. We have practitioners available for one-minute miracles after every single service on Sunday. If that's not comfortable for you, we have prayer cards. Write a prayer card. The ecclesiastical team, which is Reverend Larry, Reverend Lynn, and our entire practitioner corps, we hold that in prayer for an entire week. And all I can say from my personal experience is you will feel that support. You will know God's got your back. You will absolutely know it. So first of all, build a bias towards movement. Just dare to get out there. So what? I failed miserably at that rehearsal. I mean, it really was bad. Dana dared to start painting. She's now got an entire gallery ex exhibit, exhibit ready to go. She dared. She didn't care if she failed. She didn't care what anybody thought. She simply gave herself permission to be the artist. So what does that have to do with going forward and demonstrating the confidence to be that beacon, to be that light in the world? If we look at what's going on in the world, there's never been a greater need for us to step up and shine our light. We, are, we came here to do this work. In Science of Mind, we are fully equipped with all the right tools to be the light, 
to bring the light. The class that I went to in San Diego this weekend was called um, Science Contemporary Issues in Science of Mind. Seven teams each took a single issue that's in the world today and presented and showed how science of mind is applicable and can be the positive change agent. It was an intense weekend. The information in terms of what our appearances out in the world was so great, and yet there was so much hope because science of mind works, the creative process works, and we are fully, fully empowered to be that creative change agent. So one of the things, uh, our guest, one of the guest presenters this weekend was Reverend Carol Lott. And she is a palliative care uh, chaplain in Redondo Beach, California. And one of the things we were asking is, how do you stay centered and serve as a spiritual advisor amidst chaos, amidst crisis, because it's crisis every day? And one of the things she shared is she said, I change my mindset. And I'm going to share what she shared with us. So I want you to imagine the word reaction in your mind. R-E-A-C-T-I-O-N. Just see it in your mind. And she said, now I encourage you to drop the C and place that C in front of the R. She said, I choose to stop reacting. And I choose to create through divine inspiration. So you move from reacting to a situation, seeing the world of appearances as that which is, and you step back from that, acknowledge it, and say, yes, that does exist. And the higher truth that really exists is the oneness, is the light, is the life, is the peace, is the harmony, the abundance. And she said, we have that power. We get to choose whether we react and continue to do the same old thing but expect a different outcome, and we continue to react and tell ourselves we can't and stay in fear, or we take that step and we say, stop it. Dana said, stop it. She did that flipping technique that we talked about week one. She changed her mindset. I changed my mindset. I said, you know what? I can do this technology because my team is counting on me. I have to do this. Failure is not an option the night we deliver our presentation. And so we can do the same thing. We can choose to move from reaction to everything that's going on in the world. And believe me, every day in the news, there's something to react to. And we can step back. We can go into the silence to where that divine counselor exists and allow our mind to receive the inspiration that's available. And what I know about inspiration is it always guides us to the right next step. We may not know the big picture. For example, I didn't know how Zoom and, and PowerPoint was all going to come together, but I had the right next step. Go and buy a mouse with a cord. And then the right next step was plug it into your computer, <laughs> access Zoom, and start doing a prototype. Start learning and playing with it. So you see, we are equipped with everything we need. God so loves its creation that it gives of itself to itself fully. Nothing 
held back. Our job is to be the gracious receiver. So what I'm encouraging is to build a bias towards movement. Take the first step. Dare to fail. When you have a support system, they're going to say, you did great. Come on, let's, we can do this. Have prayer support. And Portland Center for Spiritual Living is here to support you in everything you do as you move on that journey from fear to courage to joy. We are here to support you in prayer. And then find your passion. What is some cause out in the world that you are passionate about that can be your calling, that you can bring your specific gift and give to the world? This, your candle, allow it to be a beacon. So I'd like to close today with this quote from Ernest Holmes, the founder of religious science. You are to have implicit confidence in your own ability, knowing that it is the nature of thought to externalize itself in your world, and knowing that you are the thinker. We are imminently qualified. We have the divine power working in, through, and as us. We are beacons of light when we choose to move from reaction to creation. Spirit supports us 100%. Spirit says yes. Our job is, are we willing to say yes to allow that life to flow through us, to go forward and dare to create and be exceptional? Because our authors tell us that normalcy is highly overrated. So get out there and dare to be exceptional because the world is awaiting your gift. The world is awaiting your gift. So let us pray. Oh, in this now moment, for there is only spirit and there is only now. In this now moment, spirit is fully present, fully available, flowing in through and as all life. There is no separation. There is nothing and no one outside of this one life. And that there is this one life, it is God. It is perfect. And I know it is my life right now. I claim it. I know it. And as I know it to be the truth of my life, I know it to be the truth of each person here. That God is all there is. And that that life is each person's life. That life is flowing in through and as each person. So I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about that creative confidence to go forward and be the light bearer, to bring light to the darkness into this world. That there is a courage that wells from within that says, yes, let me be the light in this situation. That there is a daringness to stub our toe, to maybe stub our knee, and fall, but stand back up. There is that resiliency to that calling, whatever that calling may be. And I claim and affirm and I speak my word for and about anything that is unlike the truth, flowing back into the nothingness from which it came. Any fear, anxiety, doubt, uncertainty. This is not the truth of God's creation. 
For God is unlimited potential, that limitless potentiality that is just awaiting the yes from each person here today. So I am knowing with great confidence that there is the courage to say yes, to be that beacon, to be that light, and to go forward in the world and to be creative confidence with an exceptional demonstration. And so I am so grateful for this truth that God is all there is. God is the creative law in action, in, through, and as each person here. And I'm so grateful for this truth. I release it to the activity and action of the law. That law that is always, always, always saying yes is saying yes right now. And so with absolute conviction, together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here. Thank you.